Good afternoon, ladies. Let's get ready for this week's podcast. It's me, TT. We are in week 22. Will you do it for Jesus today? Page 84 of Spiritual Devotion and Inspiration for Women, the Godly Woman's Guide. Spiritual Devotion and Inspiration for Women, 52 Weeks of Faith, Hope, Prayers, and Guidance. A study guide. I'm reading from the study guide. You may have the ebook version, which is just as grand. Just as grand, except for without the questions in the back. So let's get started. God is always doing something for us. To light our way, He brings the sun each morning and the moon each night. He gives us seeds and the rain in due season to make sure we have food each day. He protects us daily as we travel life's dangerous pathways. He gives us his Holy Spirit and his word to direct our steps and to guide us all the way to heaven. He lifts our burdens and banishes all of our cares. He gives us joy in the morning and peace that surpasses understanding at night. He gives us Bible class teachers and preachers to help us to understand his word so we can be even more blessed. He blesses us with elders and deacons and other church leaders to keep us spiritually encouraged. He blesses us with family so we can be cared for. God does so much for us, there is no doubt. It is also almost impossible to write down all he does. God does some mighty wonders for us and it is good for us when we focus on them. Doing so relieves stress and other unnecessary burdens in our lives. I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me, and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire, and burned. If you remain in me, and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. John 15, 5 through 8, NIV. So, because God does so much for us, the question we now should ask is, what will I do for God today? Or perhaps, since God works through us Christians, what will I allow God to do through me today? How will I share some of the blessings he has given me with others? Will I take food to the homeless shelter or perhaps some of my clothes to the women's home? Will will I visit a sick and shut-in church member? Will I sign up for missionary work overseas or in my local community? Will I volunteer at a nursery home and share the gospel with those there? Will I babysit for a neighbor or offer to clean their yard? Something that may open the door for me to invite them to worship or to Bible class? Will I go the extra mile for a co-worker who may have hurt my feelings or slighted me in some way and voluntarily first fetch them their favorite drink and so reap burning coals upon their heads? Will I pray for them and my boss who seems to never be satisfied with me? Will I smile for my spouse or children when they return home from school or work and do something special? They like even if I believe they do not deserve it. Will I send an encouraging note to someone grieving or call them on the phone? 
If I am physically unable to do these things, will I make a monetary donation to a needy cause and include them in my prayers? I'm sure there is something that I can do for Jesus today. Focus scripture. Now, in a great house, there are not only vessels of gold and silver, but also of wood and clay, some for honorable use, some for dishonorable. Therefore, if anyone cleanses himself from what is dishonorable, he will be a vessel for honorable use, set apart as holy, useful to the master of the house, ready for every good work. 2 Timothy 2, 20-21 Prayer Heavenly Father, holy is thy name. Lord, thank you for calling me and choosing me and for blessing me to be a blessing to the world and the church and everywhere I go. Please give me the courage, wisdom, desire, and strength to allow you to continue to work through me so that I can carry out your will for my life today and every day. In Jesus' name, I thank you and say amen. Closing, ladies, we do well to keep in mind that we Christians and godly women are God's utensils of choice in the world today. God does not work through the air. He works through us Christians. Largely in the world today, when people are hurt or are harmed, it is due to people, bad people, or hurting people. Yet when people are helped, it is also due to people, good people. This is because we, mankind, choose whom we allow, God or Satan, to work through us. As free moral agents, the choice is ours. So ask yourself and make plans to carry it out. What will I do for Jesus today? And go and be God's hands and Jesus' feet to those in need. So there we have it, ladies. What will you do? for Jesus today what not what but will you do it for for Jesus today will you do it for Jesus today and so according to the book of Ephesians chapter 2 verses 10 it says that God created us Christians to do good works and so there's a lot that God wants to do in the world and he does it through us isn't that an honor it's an honor for uh to be used by God, man, it's like, wow, when we when we finally get to the point and we mature and we see what being a Christian is about, we realize it is an honor for God to work through us. That is a huge, huge, huge blessing. That's a huge blessing to be used by God. You know, and so that's something we should be proud of when God asks us to do these things, to volunteer at church and help out in our community and help the poor and the needy and the orphans or foster children and the widows. You know, that is it's a huge blessing and an honor to do those things. And so and there's a lot of things that need to be done in the world today. There's a lot of things that need to be done. And it's great. There's, you know, there's this. There's a place for everybody in the church. There's something for everybody to do. And if you're at a congregation and you can't find nothing to do or they won't give you anything to do, go to a place, find a place that will give you something to do. Because there is plenty to do in the world and especially in the kingdom of God today. There's plenty to do. And so that's something that we do well to ponder on. You know, God has been so good to us. What can we do? How can we glorify God in our lives? That is some questions that we do well to ask ourselves. You know, what can I do to glorify God, my Holy Father in heaven? How can I put a smile on God's face? 
there's so many of us you know we just always think what what can God do for me what you know how can God make me happy but do we ever think about us making God happy do we ever think you know maybe I can put a smile on God's face today maybe I'm gonna make God's day today how about just for today I won't complain I won't grumble for today and I'll just thank God you know, I just thank God for, for me being happy. You know, Satan was tempting me the other day to say that I wasn't happy. He wanted me to say that I wasn't happy because I was going through some difficult, difficult things. Like I've been telling you ladies lately, you know, and Satan, it's like he wanted me to say, he tried to get me to say, I'm not happy. And I said, and it went through my mind and I said, no way. I am not going to say I'm not happy after all that God has done for me and still doing. How could I say that I'm not happy? I just, I would not give Satan that the glory of that. No, I'm going to give God the glory and to say I'm happy and grateful. And because I am, and even if I don't feel it, a lot of times we can be happy and don't even know it because this world is deceptive and Satan is evil and he's always out to deceive us in some way, shape or form. But if we have everything we need, you know, we're not in jail or we're not in the hospital or we're not bedridden or, you know what I'm saying? We have everything we need. We have every reason to be happy, especially those of us who live in America and the United States. But, you know, we this country is a rich nation for the most part. And so we could take a lot of things for granted here, like like food and clothes and shelter we could take a lot of things for granted where in other nations these people don't have half of what we have they don't have half of the things that we have they live on a dollar a day a day a dollar a day and in the united states the minimum wages it depends on where you live but i think the lowest amount is like seven eight dollars an hour these people only live on a dollar a day and trust me that i know their cost of living isn't what ours is but still, the dollar a day, they're barely making it. They're barely making it. A lot of times, you know, we may complain that, oh, I don't have enough money to go grocery shopping. Them people never go grocery shopping. There's no such thing as grocery shopping. They just live day by day. They're, each day is just like survival mode. For so, for most of the world, most of the people in the world, they are in survival mode. So we are so blessed in this country, but we still have our problems here. We still have our problems in the United States. There's a lot of homelessness. There's a lot of people in need. You know, we have we have categories of people. I was just telling my husband the other day. Me and him was chatting. We sit around and chat a lot about what's going on in the world and the Bible and everything. And I was telling him, we have two people, two classes of people in this world. We have people who are who are unemployable and people who are unemployed. Those are the two classes of homeless people. A lot of homeless people, they work. They have jobs. They're just not making enough money to be able to afford a roof over their head because our economic system in the United States is, is subpar. It could be a lot better and no one's changing it. We haven't elected a president to change it yet, to fix it. They want to change everything else, but they don't want to change that. You know, and so and then we have people who are unemployable. Everybody can't work. Everybody can't hold a job, even if they want to. And there are some people, some companies just not going to hire them. Just not going to hire them. Even people that are very talented and very skilled, because there's some things about that person they just don't like. And I ain't talking about uh, having a felony or conviction. 
a police record. I ain't talking about that. I'm not even going that deep. And so that's what we have. A lot of homeless people in the United States. They are unemployed or unemployable. And so we, we, those people need our help. Those people, we need our help. Jesus said we're going to always have the poor, but that's no excuse not to help them. So people need our help. There's a lot of people. And so that that's part of what we can do for Jesus. We can reach out to these people and tell them about Jesus in the process. We can do that and share love and offer to pray for these people. We don't always have to give people finances because we can't afford to take care of everybody. Me personally, man, I would love. I mean, I would just love to help people, you know, help buy them a car, or buy them some shoes or buy them a house things like that I would love to do but I can't do it for everybody I just only the person that is that rich is Jesus is God because God owns everything you know so but we we gotta help people we gotta be God's hands and Jesus feet to a hurting world because this world is hurting this world is hurting and and God loves that the, the theme throughout the whole Bible is God loves and God wants us to be merciful and kind and compassionate and just and fair toward everyone. God cares about that more than he does about uh, whether someone is living right or not. And I'm not talking about a church member. I'm talking about people in the world. You know, whether they're paying their child support or, or getting an abortion or <clears throat> shacking up or whatever. That's not the most important thing on God's list. The most important thing on God is, is that we who profess to be Christians are, are taking care of uh, loving our neighbor as we love ourselves. That's the theme throughout the whole Bible. From the book of Genesis to the book of Revelation. That's what matters to God the most. Whether Christians are being blameless. According to James 1.27, we are to be spotless or blameless and take care of the orphans and widows. Or in today we could say the, the poor and needy. That's the most important thing on God's agenda. It's not about protecting ourselves and our rights, as some would have us believe. That's not the most important thing to God, and it never has been. And when we keep and keep studying and reading the Bible, we, we will come to be able to see that. When we are, when we are uh, fully devoting our lives to God and surrendering our all to Him, God will open our eyes to see those things. And to see the Bible and see God's true nature and his character. First John 4, 8, one of my favorite passages says, God is love. And love is an action. And love is merciful and kind and compassionate. It's not quick to punish. It's quick to forgive. Just like Jesus did the woman caught in adultery. He forgave her and he said, he who is without sin, cast the first stone. That's the God we serve. Jesus was God in the flesh. That's the God we serve. He is not going around pointing the finger. God wants us to do what is right and just and fair for everybody and not walk around pointing the finger. Jesus even said, get the board out of your own eye for you get the speck out of your brothers. And it is so true. And that's what we supposed to be about. Doesn't mean we don't share the truth or the gospel. But the greatest thing we can do is love. 
1 Corinthians 13, 13 said, These three remain faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. And that's what we are to be about. And that's what Jesus was about when he was on the earth. That's what he was about when he fed the people with the fish. And he healed people. That was love in action. He wasn't, Jesus wasn't going around saying, uh-huh, you did this. You you uh, had an abortion. You left your husband. Uh, you committed adultery. He did not even do that. He preached love. If you listen to all of the things that he preached. And the people he was hardest on, hardest on was the Pharisees because they were un, they were not compassionate. All they cared about was money and how things looked on the outside. They didn't really care about how things were on the inside. All they cared about was the appearances. And Jesus set them straight and he told them, he said, you strain a gnat, but you swallow a camel. That's deep. That is deep. And because that's what that was their focus. All they cared about was what other people were doing. And it wasn't paying attention to what they were doing and how they were living. And that's why the greatest command is about love. The greatest command is to love God with all your heart, soul, mind, strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. That's the greatest command. The greatest command ain't to point your finger and make sure everybody else is doing what they're supposed to be doing. That's not the greatest command. And I have to remind myself of this. I'm also I'm speaking to myself because I have to remind myself of this because I have times I I stumble like everybody else. I stumble and I have to remind myself, quit pointing at people. Quit worry about what everybody else doing. What are you doing, Terry? What are you doing? Are you being loving? Are you being compassionate? Are you being quick to forgive those who wronged you, whether they did it on purpose or not? Are you being quick to forgive and loving? Are you praying for your enemies? Are you praying for them and praying for the strength that if you ever see them walking down the street, you'll still smile at them and say, God bless you. Because that's what it's about. Let their preacher do the preaching in the pulpit. Let him talk about the things in the Bible. You know, the New Testament is for Christians. It's not for the world, except for where it says repent and be baptized. Everything else in there is for the Christian. All the way up to the book of Revelation is for the Christian and Christian living and how we are to live as Christians and godly women. That's that's what it's about, how Christians are to live. And we are to live holy, upright lives full of grace and mercy and to be blameless and spotless and, and perfect. And that perfection that God calls from us in Matthew 548, that's talking about being perfect to the point where you love people like God did. That's what it's talking about because God knows we're going to stumble and we're going to fall. Otherwise, he wouldn't have sent Jesus, Romans 5, 8. But he did send Jesus because we need him. We need Jesus. And I'm so grateful God sent him. And I hope you are too. And I believe you are. So ladies, I hope this was a blessing to you. If you have any questions or prayer requests, please let me know. Don't hesitate to contact me. Visit my website, terrytemple.org. Or send me an email, terrytemple5 at AOL.com. I read all my emails. I'm not able to answer all my messages on Facebook. It's just too many. And I apologize if I've overlooked some of your, your messages. So that's why I encourage you to email me. 
If you have any prayer requests, I also offer free Bible-based counseling through this nonprofit ministry. So let me know if I could be of service to you in any way. God bless you and keep you. May you always be a blessing wherever you go. I love you. See you later. Bye-bye.